It's Monday. It's March 6th. And the word of the day is scabapobididdywiddlydoobopopophobia, which means an irrational fear of freestyle jazz music, thanks to Eric T. Used in a sentence is what you just heard. I used it in a sentence just now. See, but what you don't know, I'm going to tell you right now, it's that a stutter and a scat are the same thing. Well, and I'll tell you what, I would have fucked at least two more Latinas if I realized that didn't mean fear of shit play. Ah, I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm No Illusions. (laughs) I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 45, the White House stocks up on tinfoil. We wonder why the mainstream media isn't reporting on the increase in manufacturers' new orders for non-defense capital goods since this show came back on. And America is full of pride after hearing the president talk for an hour without the (laughs) N-word. But first, the rest of the intro music. Hey, Frank, come on in. Mr. President. And tall Tyler. Still five foot four, sir. He was taller when I named him that, Frank. No, no, I wasn't, sir. Nope. But you know what happened? Uh, we don't, Mr. President. Obama, when he left the White House, took the height, as much of it as he could get. Uh, that makes no um, sense at all, sir. Mm, hold what? on, I have to tweet that. Yeah, yeah, we figured. Uh, send. Okay, so, remind me what this meeting's about. Well, we don't... We don't know, sir. You haven't told us yet. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I just remembered out loud. So, I've been looking over these poll numbers, and as near as I can tell, I'm ahead by 43%. Um, okay. You're not, you're not ahead by that, sir. That's the total percent of people who think you're doing a passable job Mm -hmm. as as president. That's what that means. Okay. I have 43 points. It says so on my phone. Oh, yes, sir. You do, but it's, it's, I'm (sighs) the only president. So everybody else has zero points. Well, yeah, technically, yes, but so that's not... I'm uh, winning. I have the current high oh, score. Okay, but that's that's not how it... By it 43 win. points. Fine. Yes, you're winning by 43 points. But that's still not very good. No, it, no. it isn't, sir. So I, I've come to a decision, and I don't mind saying it wasn't an easy one, but I think the time has come. We need to do a 9-11. Do uh, a 9-11? Yes, sir? like Bush did. I saw it on a blog. When his numbers were really bad, he did a 9-11, and then everybody liked him again. He uh, was winning. He won by 91 points. He was tired um, of winning by the time he was done. Uh, okay, this is this is really important. So I'm going to make my answer very clear. 9-11 was not an inside job. No. That's That's... <laughs> fake <laughs> yeah you're supposed to wink after you say that no no nope. he's not nope. because nope. it wasn't mm-hmm. you know that's that's just a uh a conspiracy theory that people on the internet say when you wink with both i'm going to give you feedback when you wink with both eyes like that looks like you're blinking anyway what? go ahead what? drop the plans i figure we could blow up trump tower what really oh yeah only way to get rid of the bugs Okay, you know you just made up the uh, wiretapping story, don't you? No, 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 no. I mean, bugs, places infested, dung beetles, ant lions. There's a new one. They're not even sure what it is. Oh, okay. But we can't blow up an American building. That's that's not what what we do. What do you mean? Use the thermite, like Building 9. It's an X. Building 7, sir. See, he admits it. 
No, no, I, I don't. Nope, sir. But you have to pick a good date, one that rhymes, like 9-11. Okay. In what way does that rhyme? I will have one terrorist from each of the countries I tried to ban. One Iraqi, one Syrian, one Iranian, a Sudanian, a lesbian, a yesbian, a sommelier, and the Ninth Circuit will be so sorry. They'll want me to go to all their parties. And you know what I'll tell them? Uh, no. Okay, okay, what will you tell them? No. I I see. Unless it's a dance party, or there'll be strippers. Tall Tyler. Check and see if there will be strippers. What? What are we talking about? Um, I don't feel like I can answer that in, in good conscience. Thank we- you for reminding me. Blowing up Trump Tower and blaming <sighs> the Muslims. Correct. Yeah, sir, that is not going to happen. This is like, um, you, you remember the other day when you wanted to outlaw bunnies? Yeah, when I outlawed the bunnies. No, it's like that. It's, it's, an, it's, a, no, it's a non-starter. Hmm. Okay, well, you two... Figure out what the biggest thing I'm allowed to blow up is. You... What? Yes, sir. We will, w- sir. Will we? Yeah. Now, if you'll excuse me, I had Rance Prubus build me a model town, and I'm gonna stomp on it. Of course you did. Gonna put live hamsters in it. Little hamster town for me to crush underfoot. Uh, h- have fun with that, uh, Mr. President. Here I come, hamsters. Giant hands. Descending. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, Trump, Pence, Bannon, fuck, marry, hope he dies of rickets. Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, damn, that's tough. I'm, I'm pretty sure Bannon is okay with spousal abuse, so marry him. And mm. for Pence, I feel like he would rather die of rickets than fuck me, so fuck him. And uh, <laughs> Trump can have the... Fatal calcification deficiency, I guess. Mm. See, I was going to go with fuck Trump because I like a little hair pulling. Uh, marry Mike Pence so he'll kill himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, or shock himself until he kills himself. Right? <laughs> and then waiting for Bannon to die of rickets wouldn't take that long. So I feel like just. Yeah, that's the impatient man's answer. No, okay. All right. In our lead story tonight, the malevolent troll doll that crawled into Jeff Goldblum's teleporter and became president gave his first joint address to Congress last week. His performance was dubbed presidential by people whose sole remaining criterion is lack of visible coprophilia. And while he did demonstrate a post-elementary school ability to read from a teleprompter, the content of his speech ranged from racist uncle everybody was hoping wouldn't make it to Thanksgiving again, all the way to bad guy cabal at the opening scene of International Gorillas. Okay, I'm so fucking confused by this. Look, I get why, like, Trump enablers and fans wanted it to sound presidential, but, like, the fucking Huffington Post, NPR, until Trump stumbles to the podium begging us to kill him in the brief moment of clarity before the witch's spell takes back over, he won't be presidential. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the tennis player who finally learned to... Not hit himself in the penis with his racket. I mean, that's probably the most improved player that day. But he shouldn't be president of the tennis team or president of anything. Who even let him try out? Why was he on the tennis? None of that makes sense. I didn't use you as an example. (laughs) 
Yeah, the gradient curve here is clearly <laughs> looped back over itself. And as evidence of that, I thought we could break down that speech in some detail. Now, th- this is what we normally call the State of the Union Address, of course. But in the first year of a new president's first term, only term, let's hope, we just call it an address to a joint session of Congress. Basically... Everybody but Kiefer Sutherland gets into the same room and reminds us that there's no real terrorism threat in the U.S. But damn it, this administration's going to try. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely make 24 hours feel like an entire season of television. Yeah, right? <laughs> How do you fuck up this many things? It's been like six weeks. Oh, shit. It's uncanny. So now I will say Trump started the speech off strong. He acknowledged that hate criming Jews is bad. Hmm. Hell, he even hinted that indiscriminately shooting brown people that might be Muslim is bad. Crushing Ooh, it. See, yeah. this, by the way, is a contrast to earlier in the week when he reportedly <laughs> insinuated that perhaps <sighs> Jews were doing this to themselves as a false flag operation <laughs> against him. They love what? to stir up that anti-Semitism, don't they? <laughs> Yeah. Nice to know Trump is pretty sure Jews aren't all paying that guy from Dirty Harry to beat us up. (laughs) I'd love to see that false flag operation actually happen. Just like a bunch of rabbis. They're about to attack a yeshiva fakely and they actually run into a team of real neo-Nazis. Like, shit, you know what? This is perfect. You guys do it. No, we're good. You were already going to do this? All right. Because we were doing false. All right. Perfect. But it (laughs) <laughs> I told you we didn't need to do it. But it was clear early on that, that he was going to try to deliver a unifying speech, which he hinted at towards the beginning of the speech when he said, I'm here to try to give a unifying speech or everybody but Bannon said they'd quit. And, and, and it's a good thing he mentioned that because other than that, there was no way you would know that this was an effort at unifying. Right. And at the end, I shall get a standing ovation. I said. <laughs> right. Yeah. He basically starts out like me, a Jewish guy and a Mexican walk into a bar. (laughs) That's it. There's no punchline. I'm just saying I would do that. (laughs) Potentially. Yeah. And then we get to um, the let's call it substance of the speech, which immediately undercuts the unifying shit. Right. His first three points were, I think we're done fixing Afghanistan. It kicks enough ass already. Baltimore and (laughs) Chicago are Mad Max level dystopias and immigrants are bringing in drugs at an unprecedented rate. Yeah. Seriously. Tom and Cecil, get on that shit. The drugs? (laughs) Yeah. Buy more (laughs) drugs. Immigrant yeah. drug dealer rapist can barely afford to live. D up, <laughs> Tom and Cecil. And then, of course, he reminded us of how many millions of people voted for him, right? I, I, still. <laughs> and he also, he says, families of all colors and creeds. I'm like, mostly just the white, though. The white creed. Seriously, <laughs> right. dude, you netted 7% of the black vote. 93% of them voted against you. Why would you bring this up? <laughs> Yeah, but imagine how many more of them stayed home because of the emails. It's moving, really. Or because of being disenfranchised in a southern state. Hold on, though. In in fairness, Kanye would have voted for Trump. He just couldn't get the the day off from from rapping. His job rapping. Yeah, and then he uh, and then Trump brags about all the all the very many companies that were already going to add jobs this year, but now are going to do it with him as president. Got to hit that drum one more fucking time. <laughs> Let's not forget about all the progress we've made globally. Uh, I've only been in office for forty days, and we've gone like sixty-four million miles. You're welcome. <laughs> that was me. And then he bragged about draining the swamp. By implementing a lobbying ban that was more lenient than the one that Obama had. 
Right. Meanwhile, I'm proud to announce Secretary of Agriculture, the literal swamp thing. He's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I do not recognize the irony. No, He's going to need a full swamp. <laughs> now, I, I think I would characterize large swaths of this speech as, um, holy fuck, the Mexicans are coming. Put an aspirin between your knees. And even early on in the speech, he's talking about like lawless chaos and drug cartels running rampant. And then he links that directly to his draconian immigration policies. Yes, this is where he advocates for merit-based immigration. And uh, honestly, we could do an entire episode on what a stupid, terrible idea this is. But I'll just give you the TLDR version. It's the separate but equal of immigration. You're right. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, Plessy v. Ferguson was 1896, fixed it in 1954. So in 2075, we'll get Browns versus the Board of Immigration. We'll be all good. We'll fix it. It'll be, <laughs> all, go. it'll be fine. Uh, this is also where he says he's going to point a special task force to stop immigrant crimes, right? I'm excited for that TV show. Just like a white guy robbing a store. Michael Chiklis comes in and tackles the owner for selling Lucy's. <laughs> <laughs> We'd call it uh, INS Love Lucy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well done, sir. And then, of course, we shift gears to the other scary brown people. Those would be Muslims. All uh, right. OK, no, I just want to make sure I'm remembering correctly from. One of the last few episodes. We landed on being against this, right? We're against the Muslim man? <laughs> I'm, I can said? speak for one third of the Feels conversation. Uh, it, it, yeah. So he also apparently has told his defense department to come up with a plan to destroy ISIS. So <laughs> that's almost done. Yeah. And <laughs> if you'll remember, during the election, he had a very secret plan, mm -hmm. said the now president of the United States, to destroy ISIS in 30 days. Maybe he meant it golf. He's done a ton <laughs> of golfing, to be fair. If Akhtabul Gahamagad comes to Mar-a-Lago, he's fucked. <laughs> Wait, so Trump told the Pentagon to come up with a plan... As a test, I, <laughs> like to see if they could beat his thirty. Like, <laughs> if they're gonna report back. Yeah, no, we could take out ISIS in uh, in May. It's no problem. That's thirty one days. You're all fired. <laughs> really? <laughs> and 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 this, I believe, is where we got the first of several. You have to clap for dead people moments when he pointed out Antonin Scalia's widow and said, "Hey, you think Antonin up in heaven would rest easier if they confirmed Gorsuch or what?" Yeah, and so this will weird. be the most pleasant fucking of a corpse in his speech, so get cozy. Uh, right. But pleasant for who? I'm Mung Scalia right now. <laughs> Let's do Mung jury. Let's go. Oh, sure. I come by the place with shovels and you're asleep. I'm just joking. It's a comedy show. Get off me. I'll be at brunch. I told you I need you. I did not say my car would... Whatever. So... Now, the speech also had a bunch of like, uh, now let's keep in mind all the stuff I fuck up later is still going to be Obama's fault in it as well. Like the, like, uh, the bit where he started listing the number of unemployed people as he takes office as compared to, uh, nothing in particular. <laughs> just, that's <laughs> millions of people. You know how many Americans died from 2008 to 2016? Like 10 million. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah. And, and for those who are confused, like, why he would do such an obviously stupid thing when talking about relatively low un unemployment, it's because 
he's stupid. The people who voted for him are stupid. And they think the reason they got fired from Subway was because Obama made it hard to job jobs, not because they (laughs) asked that pretty customer if they could finger her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I get what you're saying. I don't know if that's the best example. I feel like the asking part and the adult customer part, they make that a step up from Donald and Jared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Hey, there's a point where he cites Lincoln to back up his trade policies, right? Because he, he thinks he's saying, hey, look, this is a great president. We all agree. We put him on the $5 bill. And the rest of us are hearing, here's a guy from the 18 fucking hundreds whose trade policies were just as up to date as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Two words. Steam. Age of steam, (laughs) bitches. Melania walks up to the stage four score and seven years ago. I wrote a brand new speech all by myself. You don't sound nearly deaf enough for that to be Melania. Would you like to do it? Deaf? I'm a deaf (laughs) truther. I believe Melania is deaf and not foreign. Oh, God. Check it out on my blog, guys. (laughs) Way to sell the controversy. And, and, And I guess... You could say that he softened his stance on immigration a bit in this speech, but I mean only in the sense that he didn't call Mexicans rapists. Yeah. We're praising him for shitting next to the pee pad now. Yeah. (laughs) Hold up, but he is a good boy, isn't he? Who's adjacent to not racist? Who's You are. You're adjacent to not racist. President of the United States. He also orders a trillion dollars worth of infrastructure like he's on Grubhub, you know? We're going to need six bridges, two suspension, four regular, a couple railway tunnels. Yeah. Also like Grubhub, that's way too much money, but he's high, so what are you going to do? <laughs> also like Grubhub, delivered by a Mexican guy. Uh, <laughs> or Mexican guys, and you don't pay him enough for it. A judgy Mexican guy. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just me. Stop giving me forks. Oh, this is the house that doesn't have forks. Thanks, man. Now I got seven. And then we finally get around to the elephant in the room, right? Where he kind of dances around the specifics of repealing and replacing Obamacare. Yeah. He's going to give people choices. Choices. Great. I have the choice to buy a Ferrari. The problem is I can't afford it. Yeah, Just like you won't be able to afford any fucking health care. Yeah. And it's so weird. All of a sudden, he's all about choice instead of life. I feel like he was saying the opposite about some other subject recently. Yeah, huh. And, no? and, and look, tax credits for health care are a ridiculous solution. If that's ultimately where we're landing... We're leaving enormous swaths of the population out. I, oh. Fucking obviously. Yeah. Also, don't forget the health savings accounts, which are literally, <laughs> you will be able to pay for your health care with your money. <laughs> yeah, About time. What yeah. a relief. Because, you know, under Obamacare, I wasn't allowed to do that. Pay <laughs> I had with to... my savings. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have any money to put in a savings account... uh, just borrow it from Mitt Romney's dad. Solve it. <laughs> everybody wins. See, Perfect. everybody wins. Right, and but once again, Trump promised more, better, cheaper with a blowjob robot. <laughs> and honestly, that wouldn't even make people happy. Bunch of redneck hookers like turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, but that was the big theme, right? More choice. You you have the choice to not have insurance in Wisconsin. You could not have it in <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> Yeah, and in case anybody needs to know why his, like, state line solution is bullshit, they're the same 
fucking company. Blue yeah. Cross New Jersey isn't going to like super undercut Blue Cross Minnesota. <laughs> they're just going to come up with a version of Blue Cross and they're going to fuck people literally to death with it. Yeah. This is not the beginning of a mom and pop health insurance business, you <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah. I'm good on the artisanal pickled chemotherapy i'll take the fucking big pharma mass manufactured real medicine thanks and then after all of this bullshit he throws out those little bizarre efforts at bones to democrats right like because then he's like i'm all about women's health care they get grabbed by the pussy a lot a lot of bruising also let's promote clean air and water as soon as i get done defunding the epa (laughs) honestly also i'm with her this is the opposite day part of my speech (laughs) seriously (laughs) Look at my pantsuit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get applaud for dead dying person number two, uh, this this time for Megan, who was going to die of inside out orphan disease until her dad rolled up his sleeves and used some good old American gumption to fuck a cure out of a bald eagle. <laughs> uh, electrostatic dynamo, cold fusion <laughs> machine. <laughs> Colorado and Valley. What was Invisible. So, so weird is this was bad, but it got so much worse because at first you're like, don't use that human as a prop, bro. But then you realize he's using him as a prop to talk about how overbearing the FDA is. I'm like, um, can we get a thalidomide baby to fight Megan? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would watch that on pay-per-view. Like, oh, that'd be amazing. Rule it out. Absolutely. And what, what was the other thing you said? Martin Shkreli getting fucked in the face by a bald eagle. Is that what you said? <laughs> that too. That, I will watch pay-per-view. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there was this surreal moment where you realize as you're watching this that Donald Trump is lecturing you about education. <laughs> I was expecting him to like pause so I could put the next VHS tape in. <laughs> <laughs> right. And again, j- just like with healthcare, it's all about choice. The most important thing is that people with enough money have choices. <laughs> <laughs> other people don't hold on if we're doing vouchers uh i'm not really using the military and i'd like a voucher so i can buy my uh my own drones <laughs> it's about <laughs> death <go>. bot choice <laughs> well congratulations you just did such a better job of transitioning from education to murder he should <laughs> he should hire your ass because like cause in his speech he's like and speaking of education murder huh that's going around a lot these <laughs> days lots of murder and this, to me, was the most terrifying part of the speech. This is where he started talking about the list of the victims of immigrant violence that he's going to start publishing. Like, you know, make the Nazi comparisons harder, Donald. That's all I'm even asking at this point. <laughs> make me work for him. Everyone I don't like is, oh, that really is a Hitler thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have eight Twitters. And, <laughs> and honestly, you know what the response to this is? Just publish a list of crimes committed by white guys. Hey, commit a, a list of crimes committed by fucking Jews. Let's see how long that has. <laughs> right? Look what Emmanuel Goldstein and the immigrants are doing. Honestly, Orwell could come back to life tomorrow. He'd be like, this is a prank. This, I, you guys are yeah, yeah, I get it. If I, I could it. come okay. back tomorrow, I would think. Yeah. And, and, and that leads us to the fourth clap for these dead people moment where we check in with uh, some of those unrepresentative victims of immigrant violence. Mm, yes. Yeah. And in this football stadium over here, we have the victims of white violence. Give them a hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Now let's give him the tomahawk chop. <laughs> Whoa. Too soon. You're talking about the Redskins football stadium. Too soon. We gave him a mascot. And and then it's time to 
wave intercontinental ballistic dicks around a bit and talk about how shooty and fantastic he's going to make the military. Yeah. The army is now called Shooty McShootface. The Navy is Bodie McBoatface. And what's the other one? Drony McDroneface. <laughs> Got it. Put up a poll on Twitter. And, and, and this was also home of the most despicable clap for this dead person moment of the night. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the bit where he trots out the mother of the Navy SEAL. He got killed through his incompetence in oh, Yemen. Fuck you. Yeah. And, and don't forget that he ends this by claiming the dead guy, who, by the way, quick reminder, is dead, is looking <sighs> down on them with like a big thumbs yeah, up like, right oh i wanted to die in the sand and not meet my grandkids over something trump decided at lunch and was too busy tweeting to follow along <laughs> with. Oh, for fuck's sake yeah it's weird that trump even mentioned this dead soldier i thought he liked seals who don't get killed by muslims <laughs> he likes winners wow. yeah suddenly he has respect for the military huh yeah no he did say he strongly supported nato which was nice but again we're complimenting a grown adult for finishing the maze on the placemat here. And then he tosses out his best effort at flowery words about togetherness and shared goals. He implies that we can walk on Mars if we pledge allegiance hard enough and then blesses the United States of America on behalf of God. So, uh, what do you Christian God. Well, Christian, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, how would you guys grade the speech, you think? Weapons? Can I say weapons? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it... Three Waldorf anthroposophy emojis. <laughs> he did great emotionally. Keith just it. learned He's about improving. emojis. He loves them. <laughs> <laughs> and for more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at Capitol Hill. Lucinda, thanks for joining us. It's been way too long. It has been too long, Heath. I agree. So the country's had almost a week to digest this speech. How would you say it's going over at the Capitol? It's been a real paradigm shift, Heath. Okay, so you're saying you're getting the sense that Trump is now perceived as more presidential? Well, sure, but that's only the tip of the iceberg. I meant the paradigm shift thing literally, though. Oh, uh, in what way? Well, it takes a lot to look at somebody reading a seventh grade report on what I'd do if I was president that someone else wrote for him while only demonstrably lying 13 times and say, man, that guy looks presidential. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in order for Trump supporters to give this speech a glowing endorsement, the entire scale of good and bad has had to shift pretty dramatically in Washington, D.C. OK, that's interesting. Can you give us a couple examples? Well, the local history teacher now allows his students to just write in whatever grade they want just for showing up. Um, I, I don't get it. Well, that's your fault for listening to our shows in the order we release them instead of the order we record them in, Heath. Oh, uh, call forward? Is that what happened? Tomorrow's GAM, yeah. Okay, so uh, can you give us an example that does not include a call forward? Why? Oh, because... Nobody in the audience can understand that joke. Do, do you have a better example without that? Yes, Heath, but by Washington, D.C. standards, I nailed that shit. Um, Washington, D.C. standards? Yeah, and by those standards, I'd say that example was downright presidential. <laughs> okay, so what does presidential mean in, in that context? Uninspiringly adequate. Got it. Like, you know, successfully evacuating your bowels, but missing the toilet by a good nine inches or so. And is this shift having any effect on the larger community? It's made parking a lot easier. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Parking, yeah. Yeah. Crashed into a mailbox this morning, and the meter checker told me that I did a presidential job not killing anyone. Right, right. So you'd say the change has been positive overall? Oh, for sure. I'm still waiting on that pizza order last night, but what the hell? I've been to Pequod's. Yeah. Uh, okay, excellent. Just one more quick question. You've been in D.C. for almost 24 hours now, so I got to ask, have you colluded with any Russians? I don't even recall having lunch with Sergei Kislyaki. It's um, weird that you would ask. Okay. Well, have fun in D.C., I guess. Yeah, sure thing. I'm going to stay an extra day and enjoy the town a bit. I'm booked into the presidential suite at the Motel 6, so, you know, Wi-Fi included and all. Thank you, Lucinda. And in I've Got 99 Problems, But a Witch Ain't One News Tonight. You know, the other day, we were riding in the car, and Noah, you actually remarked that any of the scandals that have touched the Trump White House might bring down a former president, and yet, they haven't. But I'd like to posit there's one thing that may bring Trump down that you hadn't counted on. Magic. (laughs) I had not counted on that. Uh, Which type of magic, Eli? Specifically... Witch magic. Huh. Witch magic, you say? I do. I do. Yes. This week, thousands <laughs> of witches around the world banded together to cast a spell on Donald Trump to get him impeached on February 24th, March 26th, um, April 24th, and May 23rd, because that is when the moon will be the most powerful. Of course. Oh, okay. Great. But was there not a moon in October or November of last year? What the fuck? <laughs> not not a not a powerful one. Oh, okay. get out of here with that election day gibbous bullshit. Make fucking Ganymede look like Phobos. Yeah, exactly. Now, witchcraft, as most of our listeners know, is really just nature's way of telling us which human beings are the most fun to sleep with. Um, <laughs> yeah, black people. <laughs> That's a Azalea positive Banks, stereotype. Right? That's yeah. a positive thing. <laughs> I said. That's your negative one. Thank you. I get one back. Exactly. Now I can say a racist thing later. No, you really can't. But uh, since Donald Trump is president and one attempt has obviously failed, there is a tremendous advantage to this recent news story. Christians losing their fucking minds and magic (laughs) battling back. (laughs) Magic fight. I love when they do this. Literal magic fight. Yes. (laughs) After the movement went a little more viral when endorsed by Lana Del Rey, the usual bands of kooks decided to step up to the plate and wish even harder right the fuck back at Satan's prize. (laughs) It's fantastic. It's like an army of mimes retaliating against a different army of mimes. This should be on TV. It would be fantastic. They could sell out stadiums. Slightly less dangerous than a Nerf gun fight. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> uh, first up was Cigar Store Indian dropped in pink paint Brian Fisher, who anti-cursed them on Twitter, Facebook, and on his blog. Yeah, in case Jesus wasn't checking Twitter at the time. But 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 he did it in Jesus's name, no less. And since everybody knows you can't triple stamp a double Jesus, that's essentially checkmate in a mm. magic fight. <laughs> this was followed up by fat guy in a red hat, Josh Fierstein, who looks like Fred Durst got overinflated. He's <laughs> fed. I, I think we should call him Blimp Biscuit from now on. Ooh, That's a weird name for that guy. That is amazing. Yes. That's pretty good. I'm tattooing that on me. <laughs> a memento style. 
Blimp Biscuit doffed his proverbial cap in favor of a more leave Britney alone aesthetic to remind his followers that it's pronounced Wingardium Leviosa, saying, quote, I don't care if there's millions of witches that are gathering against Donald Trump because their bibbity bobbity boo isn't more powerful than the name of Jesus. And quote. Hold on, though. Isn't that the fairy godmother thing from Cinderella? Yes. yes. Okay, she turned a pumpkin into a white carriage. I feel like orange to white spells would be encouraged by some fans, <laughs> right? That's useful. <laughs> but I do want to be fair here. He's right. Their bibbity bobbity boo is not greater than the word Jesus in terms of um in terms of power. It's true. It is. That is a scientific fact. The most correct thing he's ever said. I want to give him some kudos for that. Exactly. And lest the madness end with the folks who help make our show go, Democratic Florida State Rep Kim Daniels made a 16-minute-long video in her car also asking God to protect Trump. And at least in the video, it seems, get the witches fired. What? Not Really sure what we should have expected from someone who didn't take the dry cleaning out of their car before making a vlog for God <laughs> or glog, as I call them. But yeah, also hoping for termination as a result. I guess. <laughs> and in Franklin Grammy news tonight, the Academy Awards happened on Sunday and it wasn't great. Wasn't great. Could have gone better. As many people already know, the final award of the night for Best Picture was announced wrong. So the people from La La Land came up on stage and started giving speeches before host Jimmy Kimmel had to run back out and explain that something went wrong with the envelope and that Moonlight was the real winner. It's like the the giant prank they're about to reveal with the Electoral College. It's just like that. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Hillary moves into the White House. Hmm, somebody sure wrote Melania and Cran on the inside of this footlocker a lot. I wonder what's up with that. Peed on the floor, too. It's okay. I liked it because it was kind of the opposite of how the Oscars have all gone for black people for the last 79 times. <laughs> we were like, oh, you might you might win. You might <laughs> we gave it to a white person. <laughs> Again. It's hard to be us. <laughs> okay, so here's how uh Franklin Graham shoved himself into this story. After the big fuck up, Graham decided to hijack the hashtag Oscars so he could do some completely unrelated preaching. And uh, here's what he posted. Quote, there's a lot of finger pointing going on after last night's hashtag Oscars. When we stand before God one day, here's the segue. When we stand before God one day, each one of us will have to take responsibility for our actions. The question that's going to matter on that day is, what have you done with Jesus? With? Quote. With Jesus? Yeah, it sounds kidnapping. Kidnappy. <laughs> right, yeah. I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> Give me back my savior. <laughs> yes. So as, uh, as awkward as the mistake was for the event people, the biggest loser to me feels like the Christian right here. First of all, let's remember the winner from last year was Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Already not doing great for them. And now the latest winner for best picture of the year is about a gay black person. Now, I, they can't be happy about any of that. The, the only way this goes worse for religious white people is if the Academy was like, all right, yeah, we 
couldn't decide, so Spotlight wins again. <laughs> Spotlight. Every, everyone watched Spotlight. They raped like a million kids. Seriously, it's on Netflix. <laughs> so much kid raping. Watch so Spotlight. Much. More. I hate to disagree with you, Heath, but the guy who got halfway into his Oscars speech and will be remembered for that forever... I think he feels this a little bit more strongly than the Christian right. I'm just going to throw it out there. This is a skeptic. And she's like, oh, no, that's, yeah, no, I'm known for my movies. Yeah, I'm known for everything. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, I know, I'm him. I'm him. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Forever. And that's going to do it for episode 45. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Dylan, Mark, Satan's swampy asshole, David, Timothy87, Chris, Cybeth, Ryan, Other Chris, Lilith, Jack, Alexander, Liz, Casey, Insto, Christine, Scott, Butch, Detective Matthew, M the Letter, Lisa, Cindy, Grimrock, and David Nichols of Positively Doubtful Podcast, whose genitals will become even more valuable after they die. Not in the weird way it sounded, like artwork extra. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people... If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist and God Awful Movies, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check them out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. This could be the show. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. <sighs> All right. Pin in that. Moving on. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.